the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise episode joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. Took it on the chin a little bit last night in our featured bets. Lundy, I only got a couple right after that uh, catastrophic and just gut-wrenching hamstring pull from Christian McCaffrey early on in the game as he exited. David Johnson didn't do jack squat. Mark Ingram impossibly didn't get over nine and a half rush attempts because they kept giving Philip Lindsay the ball for like half yard gains. But we got DJ Moore right. We got the Davis Mills under right. And I did damn well in bonus time. But uh, we got to get back in the saddle here with some picks. It is a football Friday here on the podcast. And as always on a football Friday, I'm going to fire off a quick, rapid fire style four pack of picks in college football. Uh, pick number one for me give me the Notre Dame Fighting Irish at Soldier Field in Chicago, catching six and a half against Wisconsin. Revenge game for Jack Cohen? I think so. Former Wisconsin quarterback, now, of course, at the controls of the Fighting Irish. I think the defense of Notre Dame is going to rise to the occasion. And Graham Mertz's inconsistency is going to surface against too many points. So give me Notre Dame plus a six and a half. Uh, From there, let's go down south. Uh, Give me Texas. I'm going to lay the nine and a half at home against Texas Tech. Uh, I know Tech has been putting up some mammoth numbers, as they normally do through the air. But they faced Houston, Stephen F. Austin, Florida International. I think the run game and the trench war will be the advantage of the Longhorns. So hook them. I'm going to lay the nine and a half again against the Red Raiders. Give me Iowa minus 23 and a half against Colorado State. Iowa's defense is suffocating, giving up just 278.7 total yards per game. The Hawkeyes have also covered in five straight. And let's be real, uh, Cam the Ram is uh, at the bar. Uh, crying tears in the beer because this Rams team is no bueno. And last but certainly not least, man, I love home underdogs, especially of a quality variety. Give me Stanford on the late night tip. Uh, Catching five against UCLA, still licking its wounds after getting beat down by Fresno State last week. Stanford, number 114 in the country versus the run. They're going to have to play better in that category as they're giving up 210.7 rush yards per game. But Tanner McKee, has been slinging it, and I think they're going to keep this one close in a conference rivalry game. Uh, They may end up losing by three, but five points, too many. So out of that four-pack of picks, I just rolled off the old tongue. Which one stands out to you, my man? My favorite is actually the last one you just did, the Pac-12 matchup between the Bruins and the Cardinal, uh, because I like the idea of them snagging some points at home. I think UCLA still maybe a little punch drunk after losing uh, last week, and I I like Stanford plus four, and you know Brad, they might win it straight up. So if you're going to give me four points, I'll take it. All right, let's rock and roll on that one, and hopefully I won't suck. And uh, last night, thank you, Marshall. Thank you, Marshall. I'm back on track, Lundy. I'm back, baby, in the saddle. And uh, hopefully we will start a brand new heater in college football that will burn brightly and all the way through the entire football weekend. With that, let's get to it on this Freaky Friday edition with another Fade 5. Number five. Props, props, and more player props. We love them here on the Fade of the Noise podcast. So, Lundy, let's start off uh, with one of my favorites of the weekend. And, folks, 
Uh, this is going to be a theme. There's going to be a lot of overs here. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, you're not going to work in any unders? Oh, yeah, you, you don't have that uh, balance. The gambling gods aren't going to shine kindly. I don't care. I honestly do. I am taking this on a individual by individual basis and trying to find market inefficiencies and numbers I think are going to cash. So uh, I've got a good track record up a couple of units last night. If you're tracking on the old spreadsheet, I'm up over 40 units so far in the season. So let's keep rocking and rolling here at Lundy with Cooper Cup over six and a half catches. Now this is juiced up at Caesars at minus 149, but I'm willing to pay it. Uh, why? Well, Cooper Cup is money in the bank right now. So far through two games, 21 targets, 16 catches, 271 yards, and a trio of touchdowns. He's number two in the NFL in yak per reception at 9.19 and number nine in the NFL with 13.6 yards per target. And why I really like the over here with the Cup is that uh, Mr. Cockrell for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, he is the primary slot DB Filling in for the injured Sean Murphy Bunning. He's been targeted 14 times this season, Lundy. And Ross Cockrell's given up 12 receptions. Uh, wheelhouse material as the cuppeth shall flow over the brim and score us uh, some cold hard cash with at least seven receptions in this monster battle against Tampa Bay. So fade or follow, Cooper Cup over six and a half catches against Tampa. I have so many shares of this dude in fantasy, uh, and I've been enjoying it here, obviously, yeah. through the first couple of weeks. Brad, you know what's crazy? It's juiced to minus 175 oh my God. at DraftKings. So if you do want to jump on this one, folks, as Brad said, Caesars has a lot better number for you uh, than what DK's got. Yeah, it is juiced to high heaven at DK. I'm actually surprised they haven't gone ahead and slid it to seven and a half at this point with the way they've got it juiced. But uh, yeah, he's going to get over this number. It's a favorable matchup going up against Tampa. And clearly, Matthew Stafford has found his favorite target in Cooper Cup. You know what you should do uh, if you want to reduce the juice of what we always do? Do a little two-legger. Uh, what's your favorite money line on the board? Mine's probably Arizona and Jacksonville. So I would slap together Cooper Cup with uh, the Cardinals uh, on the money line and try to get that juice down maybe to the plus side. So it's just a little tip there on Cooper Cup. Number four. All right, marching on. Uh, let's stay out in L.A. And let's talk about a little redheaded stepchild organization in the City of Angels. And that is the L.A. Chargers. And they are spearheaded, of course, by Justin Herbert with Samson's locks a-flowing. And his game is going to be a-grooving in a matchup. Uh, maybe first of 40 wins in Kansas City. So give me the over. 295.5 pass yards. Uh, minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook on this one. I think it's going to be a 40-45 to 45 attempt game for Herbert, a player who went for 337 against the Fighting Footballs and then followed up with a 338 passing yard performance against Dallas. He's number nine right now in total air yards. Love how he's getting Mike Williams more involved. By the way, love the over on the five-and-a-half catches for Mike Williams. And you look at Kansas City this season, this secondary, Lundy, has given up 10 Pass yards per attempt on the young year. So, again, Justin Herbert should blast off in this game. I think he cruises past the 300-yard mark for the third consecutive week. So, fade or follow at Arrowhead, Justin Herbert over 295.5 pass yards, minus 115 to DraftKings. 
Yeah, averaging 323 so far through the first two games. This one, you snagged it at uh, 293.5. It's already up to 301.5, and, and I would still take it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, he's at 301.5. Mahomes is at 306.5. Uh, over! Those numbers, over! Over both everything! Of those numbers I pulled from DK this morning. Uh, so, yeah, they're expecting a lot of fireworks in this uh, in this contest. And as you said, it could be first to 40 wins. So, yes, it is, it is up, uh, at least at DK. DK. It's up from where it started earlier this week when you were able to jump on it, but I still think it's a good value because Herbert's going to keep throwing the ball. And I'm with you, by the way. Love the way he's getting Mike Williams involved. Uh, and that over-under number at 5.5 on the catches, you can get that at minus 125. Yeah, watch out for Jared Cook in this game. Uh, if you're looking for a deeper name on an anytime touchdown, oh, daddy like. Number three. All right, let's go to the Mile High City where you call home in a place that I miss terribly. And and let's talk about the visiting team and not the Broncos, because I'll be honest with you, Lundy. Uh, I have not seen any lines on Cortland Sutton because I know he was questionable, but he is going to be A-OK in this game. So that will probably populate later. I will likely take the over depending upon what it shows up at on his receptions or his receiving yards prop. But let's talk about the visiting Jets team. And this is one of those lines that came out and I was blown away at how incredibly low it was it was just disrespectful I felt and that is on Michael Carter receiving yards uh last checked right before the pot it was nine and a half that's it nine and a half and I'm smashing the over on this uh I got it at minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook you look what Carter has done the first couple of weeks uh the rookie went one catch for 14 in week one but last week he saw an uptick in usage Three targets, a couple of catches for 29 yards against New England. In total in those two games, he has run a combined 20 routes. Uh, you see the appreciable yards after contact per attempt at 2.93. forced four missed tackles on 15 rush attempts, and that snap share is starting to creep up a little bit. Yeah, it's still a committee, and Ty Johnson's going to be heavily involved. You got a little peppering here and there of Tevin Coleman, but... Look, if the Jets are going to be scoreboard chasing, which I think is likely in this game, Michael Carter and his expanded role and his unique three-down skill set, he catches a couple of balls. Hell, he could do this on one catch like he did against the Panthers and crush the over on nine and a half receiving yards. This is one of my favorite bets of the entire NFL player prop slate this weekend. So fade or follow the rookie out of North Carolina, Michael Carter, over nine and a half receiving yards against the Broncos. I'll give you one better, brother. I got it at six and a half. Oh, yeah! Afternoon when it first posted, and I hammered the bejesus out of it when I saw it at six and a half. I I was laughing that it was only at six and a half, so I still like it at nine and a half because I'm with you. I think he could do it on one catch. He's going to get out there in in routes. Uh, He's going to run it. He's going to be involved that way. Also, with the way that that Broncos front is, um, it is not always easy to run against these guys, uh, you know, guys like Shelby Harris uh, that just clog up the uh, interior. So uh, I think they're going to have to get him out on the outside and try to get Zach Wilson a chance to maybe dump it off to him. So I'm with you. He could do it on one catch. He's probably going to get two. Uh, and in fact, his over under on receptions is one yes. and a half. Yeah, I love um, it. In uh, another one, you can jump on with Carter if you want to, because the Broncos defense is going to make life hell uh, for Zach Wilson. They're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to try to get the ball out to Carter. So I like this one. Oh, and I liked it even better at six and a half. Yeah, I actually got it at seven and a half. And, you know, DraftKings, oh, they're so kind and generous. Uh, They were handing out those 20 percent boosts. Uh, You get one per game. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Daddy used it on on this one immediately. Tell you, folks, you get in early. You get some exceptional values because the books, like Connor McGregor throwing first pitches at a Cubs game, uh, they're a wee bit off. Stick around for our top player prop picks, plus tons more action coming up in bonus time. Number two. All right, let's get back to the player props. And my second favorite on the board this weekend, give me Saquon Barkley. The quads are going to be flexing on the over 61 and a half rush yards against the deep fried Falcons. Look, Barkley's had the extended layoff. Uh, you know, he hadn't played since last Thursday. Uh, so, you know, getting the 10 days of rest, he's going to be able to get out there. And I think he's going to be full go, which he nearly was against the fighting footballs in week two. He played 58 of 69 snaps. Now, we've only seen instances of vintage Saquon. You saw it on an explosive run that he had against the fighting footballs. Uh, the rest of the time, he looked pretty meek and tame. Uh, but still, the 2.83 yards after contact per attempt mark so far through two weeks. Uh, that is appreciable and laudable. And you look at Atlanta. It's a team that has been blasted in the trenches so far this young year. 4.6 yards per carry allowed to the running back position. I talked to Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News on my SiriusXM show, Faye the Doys. Uh, check it out on the Fantasy Channel, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. And I asked Pat, look, is Barkley going to be unleashed? And Pat said, yes. Uh, he should be full go and should get right around 20 touches. So I am extremely uh, extremely bullish on him, especially now with Daniel Jones suddenly morphing into Lamar Jackson uh, in the RPO-based game, which can only support and assist in Barkley's exploit. So, fade or follow, my over. Saquon Barkley, 61.5 rush yards against the ATL. Yeah, hopefully this is the moment that fantasy owners have been waiting for. Like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, here he is. Yes, taking on the damn Falcons, for crying out loud, who (laughs) uh, have not looked good at all. Uh, So, yes, I think this is a golden opportunity for Saquon to uh, unleash those massive uh, quads of his uh, and start running the ball straight down the field. You got Atlanta that's been given up 127 and a half yards per game on the ground so far through the two weeks. Uh, And I think Saquon gets up above this number comfortably. And again, we've talked about it here on the pod. We, We tell you, follow these guys on Twitter. Make sure you're paying attention to the beat writers in these cities when they say he's going to be unleashed believe them absolutely got the ear to the ground no doubt about it bank on barkley number one. Oh, it's all happening lundy it's all happening finally finally common sense has prevailed along the shores of lake michigan coursing through the pea-sized brain of matt nagy and it's all because the injury imp has forced his hand as andy dalton is out with the knee injury Insert and elevate Justin Fields into the starting lineup. Insert and elevate my bankroll, Mr. Fields, because I'm taking the over on 50 and a half rush yards, plus odds, plus 100 right now at points bet, Lundy. And again, if you shop around, you better shop around. Shop, shop, shop. Uh, Caesars, BetMGM, and DraftKings all have this three yards higher at 53 and a half. And Lundy, I don't know about you, but I was waiting. Just chomping at the bit. I was like a a lion hanging out in the high grass of the savannah. And I saw, uh, you know, an antelope that was wounded. And I was just waiting to pounce on it. Well, that wounded antelope uh, in this metaphor was a sports book. 
because when Justin Fields' line came out of DraftKings on this, it was 39 and a half. Here's what happened. Uh, minutes later, it was exactly 20 minutes later, the line moved from 39 and a half to 41 and a half. And then another 30 minutes after that, it just disappeared completely. They pulled the line. And then an hour later, they reposted it at 47 and a half, and now it's up to 53 and a half. So I got a full 14-yard discount because I got in early. Early bird gets the worm and also the buckaroos potentially here because I think Fields is going to be running all over the place in this game. Uh, we know how exceptional of an RPO-based quarterback he is going back to his days at the Ohio State. Now, Cleveland has given up just 2.9 yards per carry to opposing plowshares this year. Uh, but they have struggled down the field in coverage, 8.7 YPA, with a 7-1 touchdown interception split allowed to quarterbacks and two rushing TDs. You know, Tarad had a rushing TD in 15 yards. Uh, Mahomes had 18 rushing yards and a rushing TD. But Fields is a different beast. And, you know, if this uh, pocket breaks down, he is uh, unafraid when it comes to tucking and running. And again, with the ability to stretch the field against these weak DBs with Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson, that can only open up the ground game even more. So I think it's going to be a cannonball splashy effort for the rookie in his first NFL start. So I think he's right around 55, 60 yards in the end. Loved it at 39 and a half. I still liked it in the mid-40s. I'm a little bit more leery now that it's hanging around 50 and a half. I'd probably stay away at 53 and a half, but... Don't again. Don't be surprised if he lands in fifty-five to sixty rush yards uh, range in the end. So fade or follow over Justin Fields fifty point five rush yards in C Town. This is a two-part answer. I follow at thirty-nine. I fade at fifty-three. How's mm. that? I think then he middle won- it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. I, I think that I think that he finishes. Frankly, I think he finishes in the upper forties. So even fifty and a half scares me a little bit. Um, loved that you were able to jump on it as early as you were. That is exactly where I think the value is. Yep. Um, but I think that it, I think he is going to be able to scamper. I think he's going to be able to do things with his legs. We certainly know that he's capable of it. But we also know that this Cleveland defense has been able to hold down rushing. Um, and so to me, I, I love what Fields can do. I'm really excited to see him. Uh, in this game against Cleveland. But at the same time, like I said, I I love this when it was sitting at 39. Now that we're up in the low 50s, I'm probably going to fade it or at least stay away from it. This is probably a pass now that it's up high enough. Uh, but, man, good on you for getting it early because that is going to be a cash ticket right there. And living in the great state of Illinois, uh, we have live player props. So, as I said, middle it. Uh, there's a really good chance I will do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Take exactly. the over on the 39.5, which I got locked in. Take the under on the 53.5 and then watch the game. And, you know, it's somewhere it's like 43.5 and, and then I'll react to it. So I, yeah, that's the way to go with Justin Fields. Don't do me wrong, my man. And Lundy, don't do our listeners wrong. It's bonus time. I know you got a ton more selections to rifle off, so fire away. Yeah, I got a few more. By the way, it happened to I said it on the pod yesterday, and it happened to us again. In my two-legger, we went one and one. Son of a bitch. Oh. I'm so tired of that. <laughs> so no baseball for today. We're taking a football Good. Friday. There's no baseball involved today because now I'm just getting ticked off. Uh, we got two college games on the docket tonight that I really like. Give me Liberty minus the six. They have won and covered all three games so far yeah, this season. And like in fact, it. if you go back to last, if you go back, they have covered eight 
games in a row. They beat Syracuse last year by 17, uh, and that's who they've got tonight. So give me Liberty to cover the minus six. Also, give me Virginia to cover at minus four against Wake Forest. Brennan Armstrong, the junior quarterback for Virginia, is third in the nation in passing yards and second in touchdowns. I think he is going to have a field day against Wake Forest. Two more for you as we look ahead to tomorrow. You liked Notre Dame to cover. I like Notre Dame and Wisconsin to stay under the 46 and a half. This Mm. feels like a field goal game to me. Like, you know, one of those like 20 to 17, 23 to 20, something like that. I think this is going to be a close game because I like your cover call. Uh, for uh, the Golden Domes. And give me Michigan State minus five against Nebraska. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, how about Peyton Thorne for Michigan State? Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. And Nebraska, despite all of their talk about their black shirts and the defense, in four games they have four sacks. They cannot get to the quarterback right now. The Huskers can't. And I think Peyton Thorne is going to have a field day with them. Michigan State is having a bit of a revival as they've cracked into the top 25 following their win last week. Uh, And again, I don't think five points is enough. I think Michigan State wins it by a touchdown plus against the Huskers. Yeah, I absolutely love that under call in Notre Dame, Wisconsin. I think 20 to 17 may be too generous, <laughs> to be it honest could, it with It could be. This could be one of those grinded out uh, kind of games. I'm with you. So that's that's part of the reason why I liked your call of Notre Dame to cover, because yep. the lower the score, the more of the under that we believe in, the more likely it is to be within a touchdown. No doubt. All right, I got a three-pack of picks remaining on my card. Uh, give me an under on Adam Troutman. Uh, yeah, it is a random deep dig of a player prop, but the under on 13 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Troutman, of course, is really the secondary tight end in this New Orleans offense, which is struggling and struggling mightily. Troutman last week only played 48.9% of the snaps and only ran seven routes. Uh, and in his matchup this week against New England, uh, he's going up against a defense that member held Mike Kosecki to a goose egg in week one. And Tyler Croft, I think, had like two catches for eight yards last week for the Jets. So, again, like the under there. MVS, I'm going back to the well. I don't care how poison it is. I will fight through the stomach pain with this one. I'm going to take the over on 33 and a half receiving yards under the primetime lights in San Francisco. Uh, eventually, those unrealized air yards will become realized. He is number four in total air yards, number two in average depth of target. All he's got to do is uh, get separation from the defender, and Aaron Rodgers actually hit him in stride for once. And he will cash on that. I think it's going to happen on Sunday night. And last Sunday night, least, Lundy, uh, this one's one of the more creative player props I have seen. And we've got significant action on it. Robert Woods. Now, I got it at over .5 rush yards. It's now up to 1.5 at minus 125 at DraftKings. I'm still over on that. Because here's the thing about Robert Woods. You might say to yourself, well, he's a wide receiver. But he runs at least one jet sweep every single game. And he has actually had a rush attempt in 16 of his last 20 games, and he's gone over 13 times in those 20 efforts. This season, he's gone over and back-to-back. He had one carry for 70 yards against the Bears and two carries for six yards against Indy. I think he will get a carry or two uh, in that Rams matchup against Tampa, trying to work outside on the periphery away from JPP and Sue and Vita Vea and scores a positive gain that's really all he needs and some cash as well and that is a wrap on this loaded football friday here on the fade the noise podcast please 
Follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? Don't suck, Justin Fields. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.